We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. And this is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, hoping you are having a wonderful day. And hopefully today as you're listening to this podcast, you're just having a great day. And I hope that the podcast, something that might be said, will make your day even better. That's our goal. That's our desire. And uh, we certainly all need encouraged in this old sin-cursed world. Things are always changing, but I'm thankful God never changes. I'm glad his love never changes, and I'm glad we have a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever in this changing world. I want to, again, just uh, continue my little thought on the word compassion. And uh, we are looking at that. We've been looking at it. I think this is the fourth episode, the fourth episode. So we might even have another one after this one. Uh, But I hope that this has been helpful to you. If you've just tuned in on this podcast, remember there's three more. So if you want to get caught up, you'll have to go back and listen to the other three. We're talking about compassion. We've taken the text out of Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherds. So we know the Lord Jesus Christ, he moved. Compassion, and I've said this every podcast, it is a tangible expression of love. It's felt, it's shown, it's seen, it's understood. He moved. Compassion requires action, making a difference. He made a difference in these people's lives. He didn't just look back and say, oh, I feel sorry for these people. No, he moved. It, it put legs on his burden. We can have concern for people and never do a thing about it. But compassion does not respond that way. Compassion moves. It shows. Uh, it puts feet on that burden or on that concern. So we've talked about just some ways that we can show people or even grow in our compassion. They're very simple. They're simply spoken. They're harder to live, but they're just some goals for us and some things that I pray that God will help all of us to try to attain in our lives. One was just, we ought to just ask this question. What would I want someone to do for me? That's simple, isn't it? We all know what we want people to do for us. So we ought to be considerate and think about, hey, then if that's what I want done for me, then I want to do that for them. What about this one? Do unto others as you would do unto the Lord. What if it was the Lord? Think about that. That's a powerful thought. That will help us to grow in our compassion. What about others must increase and I must decrease? We think so much of ourselves, but how about we stop thinking so much of ourselves and start thinking of others? I mean, we raise our children. Most people today say, look, you got to get yours. You got to get yours. And by the way, I know we all have to work for hours. But you know who the real happy people are in life? They're, they're, they're not selfish people. They're not takers. They're givers. Think about that. They're not takers. They're givers. They've, they've tapped into something in life, and they enjoy giving to others. You know, the Bible talks about that, and I'll probably mention that today. So we need to, end, we need to decrease. Others must increase. And then I just shared with you yesterday, we need to respond when we see a need or there's something there in front of us even if it's something small, but you know what I mean when I say when the Lord nudges you. There's been times that uh, I have thought about someone in our church, and I know they're going through something, and there's been a little nudge there from the Lord. So you know what? You need to do more than just tell them you're praying for them. 
And so that might mean that, you know, we might do for something more for them financially. Uh, we might think about that person. You know, I struggle sometimes as a pastor. I probably get, I don't know, and I know Miss Kyla probably filters all of these calls or a lot of them from me. But, you know, I get a lot of calls from people that have needs. And, you know, they don't go to church anywhere, and they'll just get in a phone book or they'll go down the line on their Google, and they'll just Google up churches, and they just start calling churches trying to ask for help. And, you know, we're really not in the business for that. I mean, we want to help people in a spiritual way. Obviously, we have a benevolence fund here, and we've helped many, many, many people. And I think we should do that. But I sometimes have to be careful because I have to, I struggle there. Uh, because um, sometimes I think, well, you know what? There's people in our church that need help. And I would rather help people like that. But again, the Lord nudges us. There's been times I've pulled up at a gas station. I've been pumping gas and I'd be talking to a man there. Maybe it's a young man. The other day I was talking to a young man and he had some camouflage on. So I talked to him about hunting a little bit. But before I got done, the Lord said, look, if you're going to talk to him about hunting, you need to invite him to church. So I just reached in my truck. I handed him a track. I said, hey, I said, here, man, I'd love to invite you to come to church with us. I said, we're real close. I said, do you live in the area? He said, yeah, I live in the area. And uh, so I invited him, gave him a track, told him that I loved to hunt as well, and we'd love to have him in our church. Now, I did that the other day, but there's been hundreds of times, sadly to say, that I have had that nudge, and I haven't done it. So I'm not sitting here bragging on myself. I'm just telling you, we all know when we get a nudge from the Lord, we ought to respond to those nudges. Think about it. When the Lord saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. When was the last time you were moved with compassion? When, when did you see, the, see a need and the Lord nudged you and you did something about it? I want you to think about that. Now, there are some people that are in our church that they, they're amazing in this way. Uh, things don't even have to be said, and the next thing you know, and these are just in instances that I know of. I know some people in our church do things in a private, personal way that I never know about. But I know the heart of so many of our people. They are such compassionate people. They see a need. I've always been encouraged by our church when we have a need. And I present that need in a financial way. Our church, I've never been ashamed or disappointed with what our church has taken up in the way of financial giving. I've never been ashamed. Uh, we have a young man in our church, and praise the Lord, I know I shared some things about him in the episodes in the past, but little Stone Gilly, 10 years of age, has three strokes. Uh, he was a, He's a miracle. The staff at uh, Erlanger Hospital, T.C. Thompson Children's Hospital, they're amazed. They call him the miracle. If this would have happened to an adult, they would have never survived. But he had a bleeding stroke, and he had, because of that bleeding stroke, he had two other strokes. It's affected three-quarters of his brain. And uh, it's an amazing thing to see how that young man was in a coma and was fighting for life for weeks, weeks. And now that little fella is, is at a re rehabilitation center, one of the best in the world, in Atlanta, Georgia. And he sent us a message yesterday to the church. He's able to talk. Now, it's not the same little stone as talking as the way he was before. But I say all of that. Uh, our church has rallied around this family. Our, our church has shown such compassion to these people. I mean, people have stepped up and they've went and they have uh, gotten a meal train to take them food down there, not only to them, but to the staff of the hospital. And that staff in the PICU unit, they just think something about our church. They, they, they told Sarah and they told me. I was even walking in there one day and one of the nurses just stopped me in the elevator and said, I just want you to know you have a special church. And I, we do. 
These are special people. Why? I believe they're compassionate people. They don't just sit around and talk about things. They do it. And then I gave the church an opportunity. I took up an offering uh, for this family. And I was amazed. In one day, we took up over over $6,000 for this family. In one Sunday. And so you're talking about compassion. It's, it's when we respond with a nudge from the Lord. It's not just passing by. So I want to ask you a question today. When have you seen a need and you've been moved with compassion and you've done something about it? You've done something about it. Um, also, with this same family, uh, there was a fund that was created on social media. And uh, one of the men, uh, actually his wife and him, they've kind of taken over that account, or they've not taken over, but they started that account for the Gillies. And he just come up to me yesterday at church. He said, Pastor, someone gave, one person gave $1,000 just yesterday for this fund. You say, why? Because someone showed compassion. They were moved with compassion, and they responded. See, our eyes will affect our heart and our hands. When I went to Kenya, uh, my eyes affected my heart and my hands. And then I came back home, and uh, I, I got so burdened about that, going to Africa and these pastors walking miles and miles to their church. You know, they have a bicycle ministry there. And so I came home, and I started to try to raise money for bicycles so these pastors could have a way of getting back to and fro from their church. Think about this. In many churches in Kenya, Africa, the only Bible that is in that church is the pastor's. And so many times the pastor will allow his Bible to be loaned for a couple of days, maybe a couple of hours, because he has to have that Bible to study to preach to his people. Think of that. And so because of the seeing that need, a Bible fund was started where Bibles are being purchased so not only the pastor can have a Bible, but his people can have a Bible. So again, compassion is when we respond when you see a need and you respond to the nudge from the Lord. Are you moved with compassion? When's the last time you have been moved with compassion? And then quickly, I want to close today with this. The fifth thing that I want to talk to you about today, how to grow our compassion. Do more and don't expect anything in return. Do something for someone and don't expect anything in return. Now think about that. The Lord encourages you to do more than what is expected, but then do not expect something in return. You know, like, it's really not compassion when you say, okay, well, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That's not compassion. Compassion is doing something for someone and not getting anything in return. And there's been many times people have come to me and they said, hey, let me borrow $40 and I'll pay you back. I says, no. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing that. And I said, the reason I'm doing that is because more than likely I don't get paid back. So instead of just getting upset later because that person didn't tell the truth, I just say, no, if I'm going to give this to you, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm not going to expect anything in return. Compassion is doing for people, showing compassion and not doing anything because you're expecting something in return. Expect nothing in return. Look, the Lord looked upon the multitude and was moved with compassion. And so should we. Think of this. The promise is this, though. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Luke chapter 6. Now, we don't give to get, but we ought to be able to get so we can give. 
and we can be a compassionate Christian. I hope you will allow the Lord to work in your heart today and move you. Let your eyes affect your heart and let your heart affect your hands. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.